Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's telling me this magnetic bubble won't, like, stop my web fluid if I shoot out a spider line or something. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, wow. Cares? What an interesting piece of information. I can't wait to see how it's utilized. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on 4AidRadio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. And we would like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Simon. And if you are interested in becoming a patron, you can do that over at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers. <sighs> Hi, Derek. <laughs> if y'all are listening, if you want to know the vibe of this episode, right before we started recording, Doug asked me, <laughs> ready to get, try to get through this one? That's just the vibe for this. We Here's have the thing. an episode of a TV show starring yeah. a superhero. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, I feel like there are really bad episodes of TV that are still, like, really exciting to talk about because it's fun to break down why they're bad and stuff. Like, even, there's yeah, a lot... even last week kind of turned into that. Yeah. In a and way like, I didn't you know, expect. The, the MTV show, I think, is, like, the perfect example because I think some of those episodes of our podcast are some of our best episodes because of how much we're breaking down a lot of the stuff despite how much in a lot of ways it was kind of a slog to get through that show. And, like, yeah. there's a lot of episodes that we straight up really fundamentally hated in every way. Um but they're still like fun conversations because it's interesting to break down like when a show is doing something like really badly or, or like doing very harmful things, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, 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 if not, if not fun, it's at least always going to be like kind of an interesting conversation and, and pretty riveting for us to talk about. And hopefully, you know, interesting to, to listen to us talk about, but then there are episodes like this where it's just like, what are we even going to talk about with this? This, okay. There's like the age old argument of like, what's worse, a bad piece of art or a forgettable piece of art or like a bad yeah. episode of television or a boring episode of television and i think there are arguments to be made both ways right this episode is one of the strongest arguments i've seen for like a boring episode is worse i did this genuinely fall fall asleep the first time i watched this and was <laughs> and like uh you know i'll catch i'll catch i'll catch whatever i miss when i do like my rewatch to take notes and stuff i did i rewatched it today and I, it, it was so hard to, 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 to pay attention it was hard to pay attention so hard to stay awake so hard to stay yeah. awake so hard to pay attention I, and it was very much of like checking the timestamp, like, oh my God, yeah. there's still 15 minutes left of this episode. Um, yeah. It's uh, also like, okay, <laughs> it, it is not that common or frequent, I should say, for having to take the, the, the plot beat notes and having yeah. like the process of taking the notes like affect my experience but I already didn't like this episode. And then also trying to decipher what the fuck was happening was like the worst. And I can't wait to get sure. to those portions of this episode. Cause I genuinely still don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. <laughs> it's not in a fun sixties or amazing friends or spider woman way where it's just like, well, clearly they just like are doing avant-garde. Don't give a shit things. And that's fun. <laughs> it's just like, no, I think they're trying to do something that makes sense to them. And it just doesn't. And it's just indecipherable and yeah. not particularly interesting. And also again, yeah. very slow paced all the time. Yeah. It's not common that we come in like just immediately being like, Hey everyone, here's a bad episode of television. But every once in a while, you get this episode. So let's yeah. let's talk about why. <laughs> let's get this over with in maybe 40 minutes, and then we're out of here. I'd be fine with that. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. So this is Spider-Man uh, 1981, season one, episode six, entitled, When Magneto Speaks, dot, 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 people listen. What, do they? What a title for just like a non-episode. Do they? Uh, the, synop- <laughs> the synopsis for Disney Plus is Magneto uses a spacecraft to increase his powers and shut 
the power supply. That sounds right, good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Original air date was October 17th, 1981. I talked about it last week. Um, if you missed it, there's a lot of writers and directors credited for every yeah. episode. It's hard to parse who did what. So we talked pre- relatively extensively about generally everyone. So we're not going to keep doing that. So yeah, moving and on. Of course, <laughs> we have Magneto here. We've actually talked about Magneto's voice actor before. I like him fine. Like he he seems, uh, you know totally fine it's just you know this magneto is not that cool um and so this is this is walker edmiston we did talk about him when we talked about amazing friends and their version of kingpin um so this is the same guy who did kingpin over there doing magneto here which is interesting because i think magneto appeared over there voiced by a totally different person which is strange whatever he is one of those radio guys we talk about all the time when we talk about those old shows so radio guy turned voice actor um he has done all kinds of stuff, a bunch of appearances on Star Trek. Um, we will end up hearing him eventually in Spider-Man, the animated series, uh, very late into that series. And he has done tons of tons of things like Transformers stuff, Land of the Lost, HR Puffin stuff, Gem. So this, mm. I mean, he's, he's, he's done plenty of stuff and he is fine. Um, yeah. but the episode doesn't do him, him and his ability justice. <laughs> he's a, he's a very like the, you know, the classical, you know, white guy, super villain that they yeah. love to have on the 80s shows that all more or less sound the same, but if the yeah. characters are fun, then, then it can be fun. And in this case, he's just the most generic super villain in the world, which is like, it's fucking Magneto, man. Like, yep. come on. Yep. You can do so much cool stuff with Magneto, but I nope. know. Not, in this Not on this day. <laughs> All right. So this one opens at the Statue of Liberty. Where I, do you like how we didn't even like do the thing where we normally are like, shall we get into no. it? Like, no, can we're we just, just going. Can, can we just get this over with? <laughs> so this episode opens at the Statue of Liberty where Spider-Man is hoping for a quiet night naturally it's not going to be quiet if he says that out loud so just as he's finishing making his wish a beam blasts a new york city power company power plant that for some reason knocks out all the city's power now i looked this up derek how many power plants would you guess are on the island of manhattan because i wasn't sure there were any but i knew there had to be some uh i mean one or zero i think (laughs) 24 so this should not knock out the whole island oh okay (laughs) 24 anyway the island of manhattan is big enough for 24 power plants i guess there's a lot of i think it's just i think there's just that much happening yeah yeah Um, actually that makes sense i'm not sure where they could possibly all be i'm sure plenty of them are hydroelectric so they're not taking up land space but i don't fucking know also Um, i feel dumb because there definitely were power plants in the spider-man ps that's the only reason i was like i know there's at least (laughs) one (laughs) i know someone there Right, right. Yeah, you know, the, the famously, like, extremely accurate <laughs> to real-life Spider-Man Insomniac game. Yeah. That's what I base my New York experiences on. People in the, listening to this podcast who, like, after, who have lived in New York are just, like, shaking their heads in, in yeah. disgust right now. Hey, what can we say? <laughs> we don't know about your power plants. Actually, yeah, I don't know how many power plants are, like, that are near me, to be fair. Yeah, so I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. I don't know where my power comes from. <laughs> yeah. Anywho... <laughs> We've already talked about other things more than this episode. God damn. So on top of this one power plant being blasted, taking out the city's power at an Air Force base in Omaha, that does exist. I looked it up also. I was okay. very distracted. Um, the staff reports Fair. to the president of the United States that they are losing contact with all of their satellites and that the entire East Coast is blacked out. So this is like huge, like a whole side of the country, not a whole side, but like a whole coast of the country has no power and all of the satellites um, that the United States are connected to have just disappeared off of their radar. So stakes are very high, at least. Sure. So uh, the next day, the power is restored, at least enough. Oh. Uh, and with a bit of spidey <laughs> web magic for a hijack news broadcast from a Mr. M who explains the blackout was a demonstration of his power. It is, isn't it weird? I mean, I know that it's just a thing with these shows, like they kind of spoil themselves a lot, but it is sort of weird that they go for so long with this Mr. M thing when like for one Magneto is in the title and yep. also like him. Why would he disguise his identity? Why wouldn't he just announce himself as Magneto? Like, I don't understand what he gains by keeping him keeping himself secret at this point. Yeah, no, it's actually entirely pointless for him to be disguised at all. He's yeah, one of the most powerful beings on the planet. He doesn't need to hide. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird. It's very weird. 
But yeah, so he demands a hundred million in gold in exchange for not draining the entire world's power and for returning the world's communication satellites. And Mr. M puts a deadline of three days on that demand. Yes. I don't have any of my own notes at all up until around this point. And I think it's just that there is one bit where people are watching the televisions, uh, 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 like, you know, on a storefront of, of him announcing this stuff. And I do like that some of the people are pretty fashionable. Like, there's a dude with, like, a wool-lined yellow coat and, like, a matching, like, yellow, like, fedora. With, or not fedora. I guess it's more like a cowboy hat, probably, or something. I don't know. I don't know hats. But, like, it's, you know, a matching, like, yellow hat with it. Um, and I thought that was cool. That's all. The man in the yellow hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Curious George cameo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nothing else of interest to say for the first beginning of this episode, though. Yeah, yeah it's uh, there's so much there's so much filler in this episode. Like they draw things out in ways that make no sense. Whatever. Instead of immediately getting to work on this three day deadline of saving the world. Peter rushes off to his mass communication class, which hasn't been canceled, and just so happens to be uh, a lecture on satellites, which is convenient. He ends up being late, though, so Dr. Goddard, his professor, punishes him by making him deliver Goddard's thesis, which is just a massive stack of paper. Like, think Scooby-Doo sandwich, but all paper. It's his punishment to deliver this thesis to the printer, and when he arrives... For some reason, the stack is blown in every direction by a ceiling fan that suddenly kicks on with no explanation or for any reason. First of all, bring a bat. Put it in a bag. Bring a bag. I don't understand. Second of all, it is wild that like this like end of the world shit's going on right now. I recognize that it's the superhero universe and it's the Marvel universe, but like this kind of end of the world type shit is going on where like a dude is like eliminated most of the power in 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 new york and like taken hold of like the world satellites and stuff and like their class is still just like you're late for class you need to send my book to printer like i guess that's maybe that is actually close to real life though okay but also crises happening if ever there were someone to cancel their class you would think it is somebody who lectures on satellites and mass communication in the midst of a global crisis involving satellite communication <laughs> yeah and it's not that's He's a, good a point. major it's new york like, university professor who lectures on satellite communication right like he'd be trying to like solve the problem <laughs> or at the very least he would like gear his class towards what's going on in the world not just like going business as usual with it it's like yeah yeah it's a little weird i mean it's like i was too minds this episode not, bad but it is still no very silly <laughs> It's just another thing. And not, I'm of two minds because it is that that aspect of it is very silly. But then at the same time, I'm sort of like we also live by live with global crises like every day and people just go about their lives. So maybe it's yeah. not that weird, actually. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's in class, everybody. So yeah. uh, after after a rough day, Peter decides to go home for a nap. But before he can get a wink, he is interrupted by Aunt May, who, one, tells him to take a nap, but two, delivers a message from Dr. Goddard. uh, And she says, he says, the space people are launching an international communication satellite. (laughs) The space people. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. Also, I really need to point out that Peter does reference, like, I only needed a couple hours of sleep a day, luckily. Which I think he's lying. I don't believe him. I think he's a stupid teenager who thinks he only needs that much. Yeah, no, that's not true. He's actually slowly killing himself. That is absolutely not true for him. Spider powers be damned. He needs more than a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Spider-Man isn't just tired all the time because he's working hard. He's tired all the time because he never gets sleep. Like, he talks about it a lot. (laughs) I also just like the sheer number of coincidences, right? Magneto targets the satellites, and they don't tell you anything about, like, why... And then Peter is going to this lecture from his professor on satellites. He happens to be taking a class on satellites. And then also the satellite is like launching. And that does kind of play into things. But it's just like in the first like three minutes, you're like, oh, okay. So literally everything, regardless of whether it's connected, is just going to be about satellites. This is a satellites episode. Okay, great. Got it. <laughs> we heard you. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that makes the episode bad. I think it's just like, because I, I, don't, I don't have an issue if... 
if an episode has, you know, if a story like starts off with a lot of coincidences just to sort of have every plot line sort of tied in together, you know, whether it's thematically or in this case, like lit- in, like the most literal plot sense imaginable, as long as it sort of like does it in a, it does it in a way where like everything kind of ties together elegantly as the episode goes along. I think my issue is that like it sets up all these like sort of contrivances and, 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 and coincidences, but I don't think it really does enough with them. I think it's still the, the episode still proceeds in like the most basic ass way imaginable when Spider-Man could just have shown up at at a you know at a at a at a potential disaster because Magneto sure. was attacking yeah. rather than needing any of the coincidences and stuff to go along with it you know I think that's I mean? a good point the coincidences inherently aren't bad but contriving things from the coincidences that don't either need to have been coincidences or need to have been contrived from them is really yeah. kind of the the thing that makes it tiresome or, or you simply like just don't knew enough cool stuff to justify having the contrivances in the first place you know yeah because this episode does not do enough cool stuff with what it with what it has no. again it's another episode that should be a cool space episode like last week's and it's just not that cool of a space episode nope. <laughs> if you're gonna send nope. spider-man into space i want it to be fucking cool okay yeah <sighs> so that evening spider-man arrives at the satellite launch site Assuming that Mr. M will also arrive, which makes sense, right? While he's waiting, he's discovered by one of the space people personnel who accuses him of being Mr. M. And it's totally inconsequential because Spidey just webs him up and we never hear anything else about it ever again the entire episode. He's never framed uh, and no one else ever accuses him of being Mr. M. So that's cool. Um, as the satellite readies for launch, Spider-Man's spider sense begins to tingle. And I would love to point out that this quote is one that is in our intro. Yeah. My spider sense tells me I'm in for some trouble. Yep. Which is cool. I didn't know that. It's always fun uh, fun to encounter where you got these from. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know what episode it came from either. It was just from a YouTube compilation before we even ever watched the show. So, so to, to, to learn that it came from an episode that I truly do not like is oh, honestly no. very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Like it's going to be replaced by something else. Yeah. yeah future episode. It's now like, that we know. Oh, they, changed, they changed the theme song. Interesting. <laughs> hmm, why did they do that? Hmm. Uh, but anyway, Spider-Man's spider sense begins to tingle when he uh, when the satellite is ready to launch, and it's the kind of spider sense that sort of works as like a radar or like a compass because it leads him to one of the trailers at the site um, where he's like, oh, obviously Mr. M is in there. But when he looks in the window, all he sees is a shadow, and he sees Mr. M sort of like run away. So he's like, oh, no, he's being shy. I guess I'll do this thing instead. And he sets up an automatic camera, which – Spoiler alert, doesn't matter and doesn't go anywhere. And then starts to hatch a plan outside where he's like webbing the side of the wall. And so I'm like, okay, interesting. Maybe we're going to get something, put a pin in it, impress me later, you know? Yeah. We then cut inside where Mr. M is revealed to us, the audience, uh, to be Magneto. Uh, it's just Magneto. Okay. He just he cool, just says thanks. he's Magneto. Great. So really, really use the opportunity of a reveal to do nothing. Um, and Magneto <laughs> explains that with his magnetic magnifier, he can increase his power by a thousand. So fuck you, Sandman. Fuck ten times. I'm doing a thousand times. And this will allow me to prevent the rocket carrying the satellite from launching at all. So this, I mean, it does make sense, right? Sure, that, like, yeah, yeah. This is all connected together. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm just put over the edge by like the Spider-Man side of things. Like the Magneto satellite stuff all feels calculated and makes sense. Um, but the fact that yeah. this episode ends with Spider-Man being like, good thing I'm in a satellite class and know how to fuck with satellites <laughs> is maybe like one step too far for me. Sure. I think that's fair. Yeah. But that's that's his plan. We we get Magneto's identity and we get his plan, which is to basically stop this rocket from launching the satellite because he just just stole all the satellites. So this would kind of fuck things up. Yeah. This episode would be really would play way differently in 2022 if he's like really shutting down all the world's satellites because I feel like that would affect. Oh, like, my God monumentally more now than it than it oh, did at the time for sure also i could not help but think about there's this website where you can look at everything that orbits the earth like literally everything orbiting the earth mm-hmm. one it's shocking and depressing how much shit yeah. we've put up there just like garbage um, and stuff too that's not even doing anything it's a lot of garbage there's also like an accident that happened that that basically like showered our atmosphere with just like like just a bunch of junk um and there's also stuff like when something like like if something gets hit and breaks and doesn't fall to the earth it just like explodes and then stays in orbit so like there's just tons Mm -hmm. of shit up there 
um, mm-hmm. way more than I thought. Even just like intentional stuff, I'm really surprised by. So the mm-hmm. thought of Magneto actually like stealing all of the satellites out of the orbit, especially in 2022, um, is actually quite fascinating. I would like to see them try to do something with that because there is a lot of metal shit up there. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. some of it, like very tiny metal shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's uh it's fa- i would recommend uh i would recommend either going to the wikipedia page for like every like all satellites or i don't know what it's called but you can find it it's just a list of everything that's currently orbiting the earth or mm-hmm. there's a website where you can literally visualize and like filter out like i only want to see the spacex satellites i only want to see like nasa satellites i only want to see the millions of little bits and bobs that are there because of an accident like <laughs> you know yeah fascinating there's a cool yeah. thing that could come out of this if you want to check that out instead of this mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would recommend that. <laughs> so remember that plan that Spider-Man was hatching outside uh-huh. with like a camera that was automatic that was going to like snap pictures on movement and all that sort of yeah. stuff? Yeah, what's going on with that? Um, so it, um, it's, so the plan um, is that he rips the wall off and just looks at Magneto. <laughs> the wall that also has the camera attached to it. I can't say... <laughs> that it doesn't accomplish his goal ultimately <laughs> was the idea that he was hoping to get pictures before he ripped the wall off like i guess so isn't that what your belt camera is for <laughs> yeah i mean and i guess he does give he does reference that he gave pictures to the bugle at the end of this so is that where these came from? Was this? And that's Pictures. what his plan was? That's what his plan was, yeah. was to do what he does literally every other week that he's done since the <laughs> beginning of time to take pictures of the villain of Spider-Man with his camera that he has set up, like that, that not, doing nothing different than he's ever done before. Maybe that's what his plan was. But then they couldn't have filled 12 whole seconds of him putting his camera up and webbing uh, the wall one strand at a time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He just rips the yeah. wall off. Derek, he just rips the wall off. Yeah, and uh, he discovers that it's Magneto. Oh, <gasps> no, whoa, what? Now, why have Magneto reveal himself to us when you could have just done it here? I mean, because you have 22, 23 minutes of television, <laughs> 24 minutes of television to fill, and you really don't yeah. have enough story for it and, and don't have any interest in writing any other subplots <laughs> or anything. God, yeah. I'm ready to be done with this so <laughs> magneto it's tries episode. to emope it's a bad episode <laughs> magneto tries to mobilize immobilize spider-man with some like what does he call it a, sus- a magnetic suspension beam that he shoots out of his fingers yep. a thing that magneto does all the time i guess but spidey just like disappears he just dodges it faster than magneto can comprehend like he's just like what what and it's, spider-man just jumped out of the way i guess but then he attempts to web Magneto up and it fails. Magneto's just like, these are just webs. You think they can stop me? And Spidey's like, well, I'm sort of hoping they would. I don't really have any other ideas. <laughs> They're rubber uh, based though. Didn't you hear? <laughs> They're rubber based. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, rubber and lead, rubber, lead and asbestos based. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it fails. Magneto responds by flinging a bunch of furniture at him and then returns to his plot only to discover that he never hit Spider-Man with the furniture at all because Spider-Man's just way too fast. He just dodges everything and Magneto just can't even see it because Spider-Man is just so fast. You know what's so funny about this moment? And not because they did something funny. I went back and watched when Magneto threw furniture at him because I thought there were animation errors happening because Spider-Man's not in the frame at all. Yeah. And I was like, wait, did I miss him being there? Did they, like, screw something up? Is there, like, a weird color sure. thing so that I'm not seeing his figure in here somewhere? And no, it's just Spider-Man jumped away. They just didn't show us doing, like, show us him doing that. Because <laughs> then he couldn't have tricked Magneto if we saw it, you know? So that's that's, yeah. uh, that's storytelling right there, Derek. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's, that's, that's how you trick the supervillains, right? Is just... Tricking the audience. Have them not not see you getting out of the way somehow, even though they're looking directly at you as they throw a bunch of furniture <laughs> at you. They just saw you do it. They just saw you do it. He just he just jumped earlier. He's got that super jumped. spider speed, right? Super yeah. spider speed. Cannot stress enough that Spider-Man is not doing anything he doesn't normally do, like jumping yeah. and jumping. wall crawling. <laughs> Truly just too much for Magneto, the man who takes down the X-Men frequently. <laughs> Oh my god. This um, is the first of multiple times where they just go back and forth and make no progress. Just as a heads up everybody. 
so Spider-Man webs Magneto's magnetic magnifier. The two engage in a rousing game of tug of war until Spider-Man lets go, launching the magnifier into Magneto and seemingly knocking him out. Right? Right? Yeah, totally knocked out. But wait, if Spider-Man attempts to take a picture of the rocket, Magneto was like, ha ha ha, my plan worked. I was never knocked out at all. And he wraps Spidey up in some sort of metal metal cable. This is stupid. He just played possum, I guess, right? Is that what he did? He just pretended to be dead and then it was just like, never mind. This is so stupid. And like, it's not the kind of thing where like sometimes you can sit there and be like, I understand what they were trying to do action wise or I truly you know, don't know what they were trying to right, do at right. all. Well, because it's one of those things where like sometimes you can really just chalk it up to like, honestly, they just didn't have the resources to make this look as cool as they wanted to. I think we had some of those conversations like really early on when we were talking about Amazing Friends and like Spider-Woman and stuff. Um, this isn't that. This is them just like going back and forth and being like, ha ha. Gotcha. No, this is wildly like, half-assed. Over and I over. Think, <laughs> I think a big part of it is that like Magneto is a very, I think, often hard villain to do in a cartoon like this because he is very powerful. Like that's kind of his whole deal is how powerful he is. And so if you're going to pit him against Spider-Man, you kind of have to be really creative with how it works. But like they're either not creative enough or don't have enough time to come up with something or don't, or, or aware that they don't have enough of a good budget to animate cool stuff. So it ends up just being like, not, I don't even want to say nonsensical because I think nonsensical is like usually fun in the context of our conversations. It just ends up being like basic and boring and just like nothing. Like it's just, yeah, it's not nonsensical. It's them playing catch. It's literally the equivalent of like us watching them play catch. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. They're just going back and forth. Magneto throws something at Spider-Man and he dodges it, but thinks that he didn't dodge it. But yes, he did dodge it. And then Spider-Man throws something at Magneto and thinks he knocked him out, but he didn't knock him out. Right. And then Magneto throws something <laughs> back at Spider-Man and that's it. So with Spider-Man restrained, Magneto turns his attention back to the rocket as it begins to launch and he uses his powers to keep it in place, which is exactly what he promised to do. It works briefly, but the rocket does ultimately launch because even though Spider-Man is restrained, he is still able to use his web shooter, so it doesn't matter that he's restrained. Uh, he just disables the magnetic magnifier, ruining Magneto's plan. So, of course, Magneto's pissed, and he traps Spider-Man in a magnetic force field and attaches him to the departing rocket. Of course. But attaches him how, though? I think Magnetism. He's in a little bubble of magnet of magnet. I thought it was a very, very funny that the way that they portrayed (laughs) Magneto's magnet powers is creating just a little bubble. Spidey's just a little bubble. bubble. Just a little bubble. Just like a little bubble. It's like when a little bubble sort of like lands on something and you're expecting it to pop, but it just kind of like sits there. Just kind of sits there. Spidey's just like, well, I'm stuck here in this little magnet bubble. Yeah. bubble that's what magnets do right they make bubbles they make it's like bubbles. it's even like they even they even draw like a little sheen on it just like it, you know you would see in like a soap bubble yeah it's just a bubble just a bubble i i want to like i want to love it i want to i want to think it's so charming and weird and silly and fun that spider-man's trapped in a magnet bubble like why but why How could it? you enjoy why, it why when it's... you just watched like two full minutes of the worst action maybe any Spider-Man show has given us? Yeah, I think that's probably that's what it is. It's you know just what I mean? like really depressing. And then Spider-Man's is trapped for pretty much the rest of the episode, honestly. Like he spends the majority of the episode just in this bubble, trapped on a rocket, <laughs> like not yeah. being able to do anything. Yeah. I will say, I do there's one there's maybe one thing I like about this episode, if only because I was already frustrated and I was like, that wouldn't even work. And then the the episode legitimately does say like, oh, and by the way, this didn't work. Um, and that's like mm-hmm. when Magneto was holding the rocket in place, it was firing, right? So it was like using a ton of fuel trying to launch. And so when the rocket does actually launch, they acknowledge like, oh shit, this isn't going to make it to space the way that it was supposed to because we wasted so much fuel. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. cool thank you well, you like actually anticipated a thing we might have been wondering <laughs> they also acknowledge that spidey's extra weight like throw is throwing it off too which i thought was really clever like i, I like that kind of science of it like if if spider-man is attached to this rocket in this magnetic bubble 
The aerodynamics like, are fucked. Right. The aerodynamics are fucked. Like, you know, that, that stuff is like very much is, is very calculated, like within its inch, within an inch of its life, like to, yeah. to properly, to properly lift off. So between all of those, all of those factors, this thing is like totally fucked. And I, I appreciate the have, thought put into that. I don't know how much it takes to like unlaunch a rocket before it starts going, but like this shouldn't have even gone. <laughs> But I do like that the episode is. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Like, yeah. I like that they acknowledge all those factors if they are in yeah. fact going to continue to try to launch this rocket. Right, right. I, I imagine there's some there's some reason that it's too late to not to stop it or something like that. Maybe it was yeah. too dangerous to stop Damn. it or something. I don't know. Yeah, you just have we're to like, rocket let it si- go We're not rocket up. scientists, so you know who knows. Mm. <laughs> if you're a rocket Maybe. scientist, comment below. <laughs> yeah how 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 scientifically accurate was this episode? Oh my god! Well, the bubble is very correct. I'm sure. Yeah, that's we, you can do that with a whole magnet. Create a little bubble out of that around yeah. things. Yeah, An impenetrable a bubble that is utterly impenetrable except for webbing. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, oh my gosh! So okay, yeah, this rocket is not reaching where it's supposed to go, and because it's all wonky, it is it is uh, basically threatening to just like hang out in the atmosphere and burn up, right? Yeah, uh, which sucks because Spider Man's attached to it, and he realizes very quickly. It's like wobbling and totally out of control. But like you said, because the force field won't work on his webbing, because it's not a physical force field, it's just like a magnet force field. So like it's not gonna stop solid things like my webbing. He can still shoot his webbing out of the bubble. Which I would argue defeats the entire purpose of trapping Spider Man yeah. in a force field. <laughs> I guess like the the ex- best explanation I could try to give for it, pulling it out of my ass, is that like it's going to trap Spider-Man magnetically. I mean, if you are to believe that a magnetic bubble is a thing that could possibly exist, which it does in this context, you know there there is like iron and stuff in your blood or whatever, right? Like, oh yeah, there's, that's there's a very metal in your like body, magneto thing. Right, there's metal in your body, but maybe there's no metal present in spider-man's webbing and magneto just wasn't like predicting that aspect of it because what you know that's i mean i feel like he should be smarter than that but like you know if he's considering like oh this works on people before yeah. people can't break out of it because your body has metal in it he just didn't think that oh yeah spider-man does also have webbing and there's no metal at all in that compound in in his webbing you know so i can sort of see possibly how the science of that could work but yeah Google know, given is everything. rubber magnetic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. So solved it. I solved the episode. Everything's great. Right? Okay, cool. Favorite episode. <laughs> so. Um, well, where are we right now? <laughs> well, okay. So he's using his webbing, right? Because he's like, well, shit, I got to like not burn up with this rocket uh, and this satellite. And so what he does with his webbing that is not affected by the force field is basically uh, like he he sort of like rudders the rocket and then also um, like basically he basically turns it into like a plane, like a web plane. Uh, this is like yeah. one of his web construct type things. Like he builds wings and he makes it sort sort of aerodynamic so that he can actually like steer it like a ship kind of. Um, mm. He also involves a web parachute, which I'm very disappointed about because he doesn't doesn't use it and it's in such a bad episode and I love a web parachute but whatever mm-hmm. at one point he lets the web parachute go and it flies off into space and kind of looks like a jellyfish that's pretty cool R- grasping at some straws there but sure yeah yeah essentially he just turned it into like a web plane is the answer to yeah. how does he do this sure whatever that's fine also whatever. also lucky he's in a satellite class or whatever or went to a a part of a lecture about satellites because um this means he can use the satellite's own guidance system to direct the satellite like just right dead on back to magneto because one side of it is a red and one side of it is green um and when the pin points green he knows that he's going to magneto um from space so um it's very science and it's very um rockets it is very science so it's great it's the most science uh-huh you could tell how well it's explained um because i also explained it super good very good good job thank uh, you congratulations. so much congratulations. he makes he, they couldn't just leave it at a fucking web plane and just let it be no. <laughs> 
know. Oh my god, I already forgot about the next thing that happens. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So filler? Yeah. So back on Earth, Magneto just decides I'm gonna steal a bunch of US Army heavy weaponry and like Jeeps and shit and just attack a z- the zoo with it? Like what do the animals do to you, Magneto? I get that you're mad at like unevolved humans, like honestly, arguably pretty justified. Like, what the fucking what do the fucking animals do to you? What the fucking monkeys do to you? Why are you dropping a bunch of like army shit on the fucking monkeys? They didn't do anything to you, man. What are you doing? Right. They didn't What's even have to be there. What the know? hell? Like fucking rude. This feels like war crimes. Yeah, this is fucking war crimes. <laughs> fucking war crimes. I I do I do there's like a funny bit where like when he starts pulling the weapons out like from the military, like there's a military guy who's like holding his rifle, like well, you know, he's like all manly, like oh, I'm an army man, and then the gun just gets ripped magnetically from his hand and he's just like, What's going on? Hey, come back, come back like he's just like yelling to his own floating gun. Uh-huh. I just found that very funny. <laughs> I like that he immediately accepts that his gun is sentient and can choose right. to come back. Yeah, it's great. Right. right. I like that guy. That guy can come back. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I completely forgot that he just drops a bunch of tanks on top of Central Park Zoo. Yeah, which like, what does it have to do with anything? Like, isn't the whole point of his plan just to like show that he can take over the world's satellites and then demand a ransom? Like, why is he why is he like staging an attack like that could theoretically like ruin ruin the the war that he started? You know, like they might not pay him the ransom if he's just causing rampant destruction. Well, the in-episode explanation is that the the government, I, who whichever government, uh, isn't getting his money fast enough. So he needs to show them how powerful he can be, which he, uh, I guess, doesn't think he's done yet. And but so why he drops did he? Why did, but but the actual explanation, Derek, on, is that they needed to fill back, time. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. But why didn't he drop it? Why didn't he drop it back onto the military bases and like weaken weaken you know the Earth's defenses even further? Why know. did he attack a fucking zoo and drop a bunch <laughs> of jeeps and guns on fucking an, like innocent animals, right. man? Because because it could have been cool when when he was like flying the tanks over New York City. I was like, oh, he's just like creating an airborne. Like arm, like like personless yeah. army, like that's creepy. That's pretty like, sc- you, if you imagine yeah, that in scary. like, yeah, if you imagine like uh like either of the sort of modern cinematic versions of Magneto doing that, like that's a mm-hmm. scary scene in a movie. You know what I mean? Um, but just dropping it and then dropping it on a bunch of animals is like so stupid. Yeah, really stupid. Not and then an even stupider thing happens after this. This being what bad too impossible. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he notices Spider-Man flying the satellite back to the planet's surface, and Spider-Man lands on Easter Island. Um, sure. So, sure, it's different. Um, remember when he said it was going to lead him directly to Magneto? Just, I just yeah. want to point that out. Yeah, I remember that. Nothing definitely doesn't. Uh, look, you know what? Spider-Man missed a lot of those classes. He was, he was late to every class. <laughs> he was late. I think he was. I think he was seriously overestimating every the the abilities that he had to guide the satellite <laughs> and everything that he learned from this one college class, yeah. a course that he hadn't even finished yet that he apparently wasn't doing terribly well in. Like, I think that he was just straight out up wrong. I think Peter Parker just did not know what his capabilities actually were or weren't in this case. Yeah, I agree. So he lands on Easter Island. And Magneto's like, here's what I'm going to do. Obviously, I'm going to control the Moai heads that are on Easter Island and just that that are very flexible and can just like, don't do they even don't they like shoot rays at him or something like that? They like just basically are moving around and attacking yeah. him, which feels just like, like jumping around, like in a sort of weird, like squash and stretch way that the show doesn't do. Like they're just wobbly yeah. Looney Tunes versions of the moai heads for some reason and spider-man calls them scary at one point which really annoyed me it feels very fucked i mean that part felt kind of racist like oh these exotic statues are so creepy to me a white american but also like it just feels so fucked up that he's just like taking taking control of like like (laughs) like these uh you know these like monuments created by the indigenous people of another country (laughs) right to like use them them as weapons and just like dancing them around like (laughs) and then destroying (laughs) them in the middle of the yeah. fight, too. Like, what the fuck, man? Neither one of these people, these people being Magneto or, or Spider-Man, like, has any regard for these Moai heads at all. <laughs> like, 
Because oh, Magneto's it's... fucking around with them, and then Spider-Man just straight up blows one up. I hate it, man. And again, like, they could have done anything. Why did they choose just a bunch of fucking statues for him to just take control of in a text? Like, why exactly. any of this? For what? For what? Because then Spider-Man just goes to find Magneto, who is not yeah. on Easter Island. Why did you yeah. go to Easter Island? <laughs> like, someone really wanted to draw the Moai heads dancing around, I guess, is what it was. For they really wanted to what? animate that, and we're really excited to do that, and had to have that in the episode. And couldn't even, like, be bothered to have an episode set there or something like that. Like, I'm sure it would have been an absolute fucking, like, racist mess if they did that. But True. at least it would have, like, justified it. Like, in it this case, like it's sort of like... It feels like the Spider-Woman would have done with good intent but like sort yeah. of got wrong yeah. a little bit but like yeah in yeah. the spirit of the spider woman adventure you know for sure for sure Ugh. i hate it <laughs> it's really <laughs> bad and stupid <laughs> so like i said spider-man finds magneto not on easter island and they talk a lot of shit like they talk probably a full minute of shit like it is just them talking shit to each other um, before either one does anything. So Magneto tries to trap Spider-Man in a force field. However, twist everyone. Spider-Man pulls out a device that turns the magnetic beam back on Magneto, trapping him in a magnetic force field, which seems like it would totally work for someone who controls the magnetic poles of the Earth and other metal things and magnet stuff. Um, so, <laughs> got him. But what device is this, I'm sure you're wondering. Well, because Peter Parker spent so much time on that satellite, um, he just had some free time to build, um, not even build, modify a miniature microwave relay uh, that amplifies radiation and aims it back at the source. (laughs) Obviously. It's a mirror. It's a fucking mirror. It's a fucking mirror. (laughs) My one note for this, I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. Oh, God. That I wrote, it is, sure, whatever, Magneto's in a bubble now, okay. (laughs) That's how I felt. There was no getting me to care about anything that was happening this deep into the episode. They just kept going back and forth. And then by the time they were just shit-talking each other, like, this show's already slow. You cannot have them just shit-talk each other for a minute unless it is gold, and it's not gold. No. And it's so, not a clever, uh, clever way that he's defeated or anything. It makes no sense. Fundamentally no sense in any yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah. So Spider-Man snaps a picture. He steals mm-hmm. that magnetic magnifier to drain Magneto of his power. Sure. Whatever. And return every satellite to its orbit. Full totally. stop. I, that's a thing. They just I, go back. It just. Magneto laughs at this as we are kind of like, what? And then points out that Spider-Man doesn't know where he hid the satellites, which is the thing he did. I didn't realize he hid them anywhere, but I guess so. Oh, cool, because he Um, didn't say it ever in the entire episode. (laughs) But Spider-Man, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because Spider-Man, he's just too clever. They're all on the moon, obviously. There's only one place you could possibly hide all those satellites, Magneto. The moon. He could have been hiding them on Easter Island, and that was, like, the reason he ended up there or something like that. If they wanted to tie something together, you know? hmm But, no, it's the moon. Yep. So, Spy- so Spider-Man returns all the satellites <laughs> to orbit. Um, but Magneto, neat, because, again... you know, single-file line. <laughs> oh, in a neat single-file line, you know, like it, like you do. Uh, but Magneto, remember, he is, like, the king of magnetism. That is, like, his whole thing. That's his whole power. So, of course, he's going to be able to, to escape from magnetic bubble that, like, he can create himself. And he just, like, escapes there to, you know, live another day, I guess. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye, dude. Felicia. I don't know. Um, See you never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's done, I guess. Uh, and everything's settled. So Peter's like, oh, no, I forgot to pick up Dr. Goddard's thesis. And so as a result, he ends up showing up late to class again. And this time, however, Dr. Goddard is like in class praising several photos of Spider-Man that Jameson sent to him for some reason. And he's just like admiring the grace and agility of Spider-Man, things that absolutely have so much to do with satellites, which is what his whole class is about. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe it's related to physics, I guess. And he like teaches physics essentially. If he's teaching, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, the entire wa- Earth's satellites were just returned to the at- like to orbit, and this man is talking about Spider-Man photos. 
that the editor in chief of a major like metropolitan newspaper sent to him for some reason. Are they just best hey, friends? He sent him the wrong set. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. That's not what he meant to send them. That was, yeah. Wrong picks. Wrong picks. Whoops. But the teacher's loving it, though, man. Um, oh, no. Where did the other pictures go to? <laughs> they, they went, went to, to Robbie. <laughs> they went to Robbie. <laughs> Robbie's like, this happens all the time. I've seen Jonah naked so many times. I'm just going to ignore it. Whatever. It's just how it's just how it is. Oh, no. <laughs> this also doesn't make sense because Peter walks in with a stack of books. And remember, the whole deal, right, was that he was getting his the professor's thesis printed. And the professor's like, oh, good, Peter, you've got our new textbooks. So the professor's thesis is... Are the is their textbook now? Is what he's saying? That's not how that works, right? It's no. not a textbook. It's a thesis, but he calls them textbooks. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. That's not even a science wa- thing. That's not even like a science <laughs> thing they got wrong. That's just like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Peter's got a bunch of books that are either textbooks or his thesis in hardcover. It's a very tall stack. It's clearly very heavy. Goddard is like, Spider-Man's grace and coordination is amazing. And then Peter falls down and drops the books all over him. If they're really textbooks, it probably would have killed him. But also they go all over the room and everyone catches them. And and Goddard's like, oh, you don't have the grace and coordination of Spider-Man, which is funny. Poetic irony because Peter Parker is Spider-Man, don't you know? And that's how it ends. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, this episode is stupid. I don't like this episode. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's not I, good. This was really hard to talk through. I was having a hard time. I was about to fall asleep. Because there's nothing to say. There's, like, nothing to, like, build upon. Like, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. It's boring. Can't wait to never think about it again. You know what's wild, too? Like, this isn't, and this isn't a necessary thing, but, like, it is wild to me that there's, like, no X-Men reference. That Peter doesn't crack an X-Men joke or something in this entire episode. That is true. Considering. Like, and I know it's not a weird rights thing. Like, Amazing Friends can do whatever they want with X-Men. Exactly. So it's, it's, and obviously Magneto himself is an X-Men character. So it's wild that, like. Like, they don't need to have an X-Men. They don't need to have them appear, though it probably would have made this episode more fun. But, like, it's wild that there's no jokes about it or something like that, you know? No jokes about it. That. No references to it. And, yeah, you're right. Like, the other show that's happening involves two other X-Men and guest char- like guest characters from X-Men comics. So, yeah, it's weird. And this would have been such a cool opportunity. I know that they ha- they're separate shows, but also kind of not. Um, this would have been a cool episode to like involve Firestar in just because, like you know. Yeah, why not have a crossover or something? Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. Last week's weird. episode had like good concepts, but just like done in an absolutely goddamn messy way. This one doesn't even have good ideas. I would argue. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just... still satellites. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. <laughs> he guess he controls metals. He's gonna steal metal things. Stealing so, a yeah. fucking army is such a better idea and they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, we have a comparable Magneto episode in amazing friends that was happening concurrently. Um, that happened, I, I think around this, around this time that this episode would have been airing, you know, I think not long after it. Yeah. And it's a wildly better episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 it's amazing that like, you know, there's some creative crossover, but just having like some different focuses and I think different head writers, it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. Like, because yeah. so many elements of this show and Amazing Friends are exactly the same, like production wise, you know, like the look of it, some of the actors, some of the writers, the actual like, you know, music and stuff like that. But like, it's it's just so interesting how how wildly different I mean, and like less good and less interesting this I'm, show is than Amazing Friends is. I'm not surprised by this question but like maybe amazing friends just inspired them more like and i probably get why you know like it's a way more fun idea yeah i think so too i'm not inspired by this episode well maybe we can get this done in under an hour let's try to wrap this shut it down (laughs) (laughs) face of the episode there's a funny like face that magneto has when he's like doing like what looks like a sinister laugh that's already you know like there's a lot more lines drawn on his face than normal for it. But what what makes it even better is that like this like very quick like recycled like 
like you know image of him laughing they mm-hmm. try to make it they try to play it this hit that it's him saying yes <laughs> and it's not it's clearly not like they yeah, could have just no had way. a sinister laugh but the yes makes it so ridiculous like an already kind of like ridiculous like drawing like it's looped for the gif but like that's what it looks like for a couple of seconds and it's just even better that it's him somehow sinisterly saying yes when it's just clearly him just laughing <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know. not even really a good face that that great of a face to be pulled from this episode no but i do like i like the more detail at least that's it i don't like this episode i'm bored i'm ready to be done let's shut it down yep if you want to hear us talk about stuff we actually like which is like 98 percent of the things we cover because we can usually yeah. find something to like <laughs> yeah, yeah we promise um check out our patreon at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers we talk about comics movies um sometimes other tv shows that aren't spider-man things um and the the basic tier is one dollar a month so um you get access to most of that for just a buck a month and uh, it's pretty cool check it out uh we recently like within the past couple weeks released an episode that was uh, previously patreon only so you can actually get a taste of it uh, right here on our main feed so check that out and uh, check out our discord there should be a link in the show notes uh, if you would like more from Derek and me, you can do so all over, or you can find us all over the place. Uh, Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you're working on? You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my podcast, Gimmicks, which looks at the high-concept, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of television with a new show and a new guest every week. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can find it on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. What about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also listen to me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast where we are ramping up uh, very excitedly for the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Uh, So lots going on over there. And if you like books and video games, you can listen to me on a podcast called Novel Gaming that I do with my friends Vicky and Katie, where we catch up on all the media we have been consuming lately. If you like Pixar things, you can listen to Derek and me on a podcast called Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Luca, those gay fish, is out right now (laughs) wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com and follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod. Or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms because if you like what we're doing here, somebody else will too, and they just haven't found us yet, and those ratings and reviews make us much easier to find in search results. Next week, a hip but evil new disco club opens in the Pied Piper of New York Town. I'm excited about this one. Me too. Yeah. See ya. See ya then. <laughs>